All right, guys.、Um, welcome back to another episode of Hundred、uh, Books a Year with Kevin.、Uh, today, let's、uh, dive into fundamentals, if you will.、Um, let's talk about money and credit.、Um, the reason that I think Ray Dalio、um, covered these topics after the eighteen point for changing the world order conversation is. This is something that most people should understand, not just the、uh, investors or the market makers, right?、Um, and here's kind of his reasoning: most people and most countries, what they want the most is wealth and power. And the driver for wealth and power, in most cases, is money and credit. So. If you don't understand how money and credit work, then you cannot understand how the financial <coughs> excuse me how the financial system works. And if you don't understand how the system works, then you don't understand what is coming at you. This is what Howard Marks talks about a lot, right? Like being the master of the market cycle. Because if you're not, you cannot see things coming from a mile away. Um, he put it in a very very good examples、uh, generalizing this right. So, in the roaring twenties, people are spending a lot, right? That kind of like lead to a debt bubble, and then there was a big wealth gap, and then the bursting of the debt bubble leads to the recession, right? The nine the nineteen twenty nine, and then that bleeds into nineteen thirties until nineteen thirty three. Now, that type of wealth gap. It generated conflicts all over the world, and that is why, or part of the why, or part of the reason, if you will, that FDR gets elected in nineteen thirty two, and then we have the New Deal, and then the Fed got established, the Federal Reserve, and then they started to to kind of provide a lot of money and credit back then, right back、uh, in the thirties, and then. World War Two happened. We had the rise,、uh, rise of America, and then there was a new world order starting in nineteen forty five, right after the World War Two. So, the universal fundamental of money and credit is very, very simple. All entities, right? People, family, friends, company, for profit organization, non profit organization. We deal with the same basic financial realities. And we always have been. Money come in, right? We mark it as revenue. This is kind of like accounting one hundred one, right? Money go out. We mark it as expenses. Revenue minus expenses equals net income, right? It shows up on where on your income statement. Done, easy, right? So, if an entity brings in more than a more than a spend, the savings go up. <clears throat> When the entity Is spending more than it earns, the savings go down, and then what happened there is they have to make up the difference somehow. They do it through borrowing money or taking money from someone else. So, if an entity has more assets than liability, then it's really, really. How should I frame it? Like it can't really spend above its income. By selling assets until the money goes out, and then it will have to slash its、um, expenses. And if an entity does not have much more asset than its liabilities, then income falls, and we have debt, and then we have to cut expenses, and then we go into default or 
uh, kind of like restructure their debt, right? So it doesn't matter what happened, those financial, those accounting principles still exist. So you can find it on the income statement and then find it on the balance sheet, right? Like we talked about, this is like um, accounting one-on-one. So we need to understand how money and credit works, right? For personal finance uh, purposes, right? Like, let's say if you want to uh, answer some questions, right? How much income do you have relatively to your expenses? How much saving do you have per month? Is your income, uh, if your income fall or disappear, how long can you live off of your savings? How much risk can you take? And how much you value in your investment and, you know, um, or how much are you investing in your savings? And if our value fall by 50%, can you easily sell your assets or to, to like pay off the debt, right? So similar concept applied to the larger environment as well. And here's kind of like the situation that like we run into, right? Let, uh, let's say for example, right, in the food industry, if one entity is uh, spending another's income, when one entity cuts its expenses, then it will not only just hurt that entity, it will also hurt others that depending on that spending to earn an income. For example, food company, right? Restaurant, right? The food prices go up. And then if let's say the person has to cut expenses, not purchasing that much food, then the food producer kind of is underwater, right? So to take a step back, one entity's debt is actually another entity's asset. And an entity that defaults reduces another entity's asset, and then we require them to cut their spending. So as you can see, debt is bad, right? Like 100% debt is bad. Why? Because debt eats equity. Let me repeat that. Debt eats equity. So debt has to be, has to be paid above all else. For example, right, uh, house mortgage. If you own a house, you have you have equity ownership, but you cannot make the payments. And what's going to happen, right? The house will be taken away or sold, or you know, uh, government auctions. So, if there is not a fixed amount of money or credit in in um, in existence, the central banks can make a lot of money and credits and and give them more spending power. But when money and credit and spending kind of makes up the most goods and services, then what's going to happen is, you know, the debt has to be replaced somehow, right? And then which leads to cutting spending. So cutting spending is the most painful thing that we can do. So you can see it's like a cylindrical relationship right here. So debt leads to cutting spending. And then if that's like too much down the road, then we need to default and, you know, uh, we, or we start the whole process over, right? So where we are right now is we are kind of seeing this like 7.5% inflation rate. That's the newest number right now from the CPI. Um, some argues that we kind of, you know, like uh, hit a ceiling, right? Like we, we might be peaking inflation right now. Um, but in a general macro environment, right? What if the debt that we issued never had to be paid back? 
Is there a way to resolve the debt issues without harming the borrowers or lenders? The answer is tricky, right? So government has the power to make money or to print money or and borrow money, and central bank can lend the money at a interest rate of zero, and then support the economy, allowing the debtor to never pay it back. That doesn't really sound very reasonable, right? Because normally, the the uh, the uh, debtor has to uh, pay back the principal and with interest. So central bank bank has the ability to set an interest rate at close to zero, and keep rolling over the debt. So the like the the debtor never had to pay it back. But if you really think about it, then who pays, right? Who actually end up paying the debt? Because it is bad for those outside of the central bank that still hold the debts as assets. In terms of cash or bonds, because like who would not get returns in that case, right? Because they are actually trying to preserve their purchasing power because they have to cut spending. So the problem that we face internationally, according to Ray Dalio, right now is the incomes are low in relationship to the expenses, and then now with inflation, there are some growth in income, right? But it's not enough to keep up with inflation, and Their debt and their other lia、uh, liability are very very large relatively to their assets, and this is not just for the U.S. This is like an international phenomenon right now. So it's kind of like、um, when people look re- rich on the outside, but they're actually going broke on the inside, right? They have a、like, big house, fancy cars. They're spending a lot of money. They looks rich, but there's no cash flow. There's no <laughs> there's there's a lot of debt, right? So we have to understand. The relationship between money and credit, and what happens when debts are too much, and what happens either from a personal finance perspective or a macro perspective, that we have to cut spending and then kind of have this three, three big blocks of information, right? Of knowledge, we have money, we have credit, and we have debt, and kind of like make sense of those in the simplest form, and what are the relationship between those? So. That's it for today's podcast, and then next time we're gonna dive into, uh, let's see, we're gonna dive into reserve currency and exactly what it is, and then what's so important about them. All right, thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, uh, subscribe, or share it with your friends, and then I will talk with you guys next time.